Welcome to All My Life, SPO's brand new podcast. We have our guest here today is Josiah Kloss. Josiah, what's up? Hey, how's it going? No, dude. It's great good to, to be here. You. Great to have you here. Thanks. And Emma. It is great to be had. Emma, how you doing? I'm doing great. Ready to co-host. Let's do it. So, uh, Josiah, scariest Ryan. moment, scariest moment of your life, scariest thing that has ever happened to you when you went, I might die. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, scariest moment of my life. Uh, there's two. One has to do with horse camp. The other has to do with graduation. Stop it with horse camp. Which one do you want? That's the one we want. I horse think. camp. Horse, horse camp. camp. Okay. Wait, what was the second? I didn't even hear. I didn't even hear the next thing. You don't need the, to. Don't the need other to. one was graduation. No, no, that's not okay, scary. Okay. Long story short, I thought I failed a class, and I thought I was going to graduate. Yeah, that's not that scary. That really but horse scary. camp feels. It really was actually more scary. I went to this horse camp. Uh, it was horse riding camp. Um, do you have to call it horse camp? I don't know. It wasn't band camp. <laughs> it was a horse camp. It was a space camp. All right. Horse camp. So what happened at this horse um, camp that was so scary? At this horse camp, uh, they I was I was I think I was like seven or eight. Um, and uh, which, you know, at that point I was like, you know, like the sh- like the fish that are on the bottom of sharks that like the shark doesn't know about. They just like eat the gunk on the bottom. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Bottom of shark sharks of algae. Symbiotic. Yeah, so I was like that, like that to a shark was like me to a horse. Like it was just like, it was unfazed and just didn't know that I, I was like wearing, it was like, a, I was like an empty backpack, like on the horse. You know what I mean? There's just like nothing out of it. But you're on top of the horse. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. under the horse. Yeah, yeah well, so first off, <laughs> they like were the not shark. having us ride the horses right. Like, let me tell you, we were there strapping us. Yeah, no, I was on the back of the horse, but more or less, it, it didn't know that I was there. And uh, there was a variety of things that had gone. Because you were like 48 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like soaking wet, you know. Um, So there was was a variety of things that happened at the horse camp, uh, just kind of mishaps, and people kind of get injured or whatever. They like fell off their horses. Um, uh, But one time in particular, I was there. Um, It was like the second day out of like five, maybe the third day. And... This kid, they were coming back, you know, you'd, you'd get on a horse and you'd go in a line and, you know, you'd go like kind of through some, tr- like the woods or whatever, sure. and then you come back down. And I had gotten off my horse. We'd just gotten back from one and, you know, they were teaching us how to like clean the stables or I don't know, like do something horse related. And um, this kid was coming back. Uh, it was a, he was a boy. I don't know how old he was. I'm sure around the same age. And he got the horse reared up. And he fell off the horse, and he hit the ground, and then the horse <laughs> rears his back legs up and just stomps on his back, no. straight up. And he got taken away in an ambulance. Oh and I have no idea what happened to that kid, but it, like, that could have been it. Like I don't know, you know. And and there was still like two you more wa- days. You watched two that. Mo- happen. I watched this kid break his back, getting stomped on by a horse. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't know that wasn't like an option. You know, when you're <laughs> riding a horse, like you're not like, oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? It's like you fall off. It's like no, no. actually. What if you fall off and get KO'd by a horse? So, and then there's two more days of camp. So for the next two days. So how did that affect you? Like, I'm terrified of horse. I can't. I actually can't ride horses done. to this yeah. day. Done. So did you? Did you continue riding though? Those no, I I kept telling him that I felt sick to my stomach, Seriously? and I just kept cleaning the stalls. Oh yeah. You and I remember there was like stalls. this 13 year old girl who was there. Who was this? Is probably why the horse camp was going terrible, because like the 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 counselors who were teaching us how to ride horses were like 13. You know. And they don't, you know, so whatever. 
And she kept being like, well, you know, like, I, I know you're scared, but like horses are safe. It's fine. You know, mm. whatever. and I was like, they are not like, no, you just watch. You know happen. what I mean? Like if you if you just experience something that was completely unsafe, you can't say they're safe, you know. So anyways, so when I ride a horse now, I get, you know, I'm I'm already kind of an anxious person, but I get nervous. And then the horse, you know, if they know you're nervous, then they oh, they yeah. just do yeah, what they, they, they take your lunch money. And <laughs> stomp on it. And just stomp them. So That's there was one, this is, man, I'm sorry. We're, this is taking a little while, but there was one time I was on this retreat and I was, uh, it was, I was going for a walk and I was going through this, like this, like this <laughs> kind of this rough time in my life, but there was this like renewal of like, I felt like like my masculinity was like getting renewed. And so I'm on this walk and, uh, I'm on this path, I'm walking through the woods and on this path. There's just like piles of like horse crap. Mm. And so I'm like, there's a horse out here. And and I was praying, and in that moment, I was like, "God, if there's a horse out here, I will I will get on top of it." Like, and it was going to be this moment of like I was like looking for this horse, and I there please was no, tell me you found it. No, there's no horse. Uh, so to this day, it hasn't happened. But it's not the Lord's will. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like the most profound moment of my life, but unfortunately, it was just me walking and trying to avoid horse crap. Next door horse crap. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> so Josiah, you are a missionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full time. And how many years have you been missionary? So I uh, am seven and a half. I'm in my eighth year. Awesome. And you are the chapter leader at UST. University of St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Their go mascot, Thomas. Tommy's. Thomas, yeah, roll great. Toms. Toms. And um, some of you might have seen Josiah um, at Late Night Live, our new fundraising events. You've yes. been kind of... Just on stage, like yeah. the lead up there, Jimmy Fallon esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so how did you how did you get into comedy? That's kind of like what your role sure is. Is yeah. Um, a great start is being like below average height. Um, you just kind of need everybody needs a dis like distinguishing factor. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you know I'm like five seven and some change. Uh, five six and some change really and uh You're so five six three quarters some, okay, yeah. Sorry. yeah 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 so but uh my license says five eight because you know i wear boots so you know you can put whatever you want on those yeah that's great anyways um uh no i i, I think a lot of it had to do with um my my family my my parents uh both my parents are pretty funny my my dad especially is always cracking jokes and trying to be funny. The older I've gotten, the more I've realized that not everyone thinks his jokes are as funny as I used to think they are. And as, for sure, as he thinks they are. So, um, they like, you know, but growing up, I was like, he's the funniest guy I know, you know? Um, and then my brother is also very funny and, and my whole family, like both my parents, and my brother, they're, they're very intelligent and they're very witty. And, uh, growing up, we actually like, we really enjoyed, um, like British kind of humor which is kind of dry and witty and, you know. So um, the other thing is my brother's four years older than me. And so uh, and it's just me and him. And so, you know, oftentimes it'd be like my parents having a conversation with my brother and I'm four years behind him. So I'm not really able to participate a lot. And so I would just like witness conversations and just kind of observe things. And most of my humor now or the things that I think are really funny are kind of observational things in a conversation or something. You know, something will happen and I'll connect something. I'll be like, oh, I think that's really funny. So I think I, I think that's that's really where it came from, and then you know I'm I'm sure there's some trauma or something. You know, usually for most people who are funny, they're all your jokes from there. They're just yeah. like you know, there's just emptiness inside, and they're just trying to hide it somehow. So, yeah. 
Yeah. That's, so you, that's, you, you've, that's, been, that's, you've been a missionary yeah, yeah. for seven and a half years, yeah. um, but you're also like love comedy and love mm-hmm. getting to do that. Yes. Do you think that's something that you would ever like consider doing like full time? Um, realistically, probably not. I, I would like, I, I would love to. I mean, comedy, um, doing comedy full time, from what I understand, it's not like I, I don't know a ton about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from what I understand, yeah, it, you really got to go for it. Right. So it would be like, I'm going to leave everything I do. I'm going to move to like New York or like Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and then just like try and go for, it. you know, it would be like being a musician or something um, where you really have to like kind of go all in and, and, and spend a lot of time not making it to finally make it at some point. So realistically, I think that I, I that would be really hard to see happen. I mean, continuing to do what we're doing here, uh, like using entertainment in connection with ministry stuff. I, I, I love doing it. I'm s- like incredibly grateful for the opportunity. I mean, it's it's awesome to see how the Lord is like providing for something that I love to do and I love to entertain um, in a way that I never, like I would never have the opportunities I have now if I had not worked for SBO. Like, there's no way that I would be doing any of these things. It's not like I was, like, you know, gunning for comedy and then God called me out of that index. But, you know, it wasn't – that wasn't an option, you know. So super grateful for it. Um, but I also, like, love the non-comedic parts of the mission, and I, yeah. I feel called to that as well. And So, you know, there's I think there's a tension there. And, and there's, a like, uh, particularly this year and the last couple of years, just recognizing, like, time – like, I only have so much – space to do things and when i overcommit, then i'm doing a lot of things pretty mediocre rather than doing a few things well what's what's the interrelationship between gifting and calling because it seems like i wonder sometimes if we get the two mixed up or if we don't always understand how the two might go together because i think you have an incredible gift like with, mm-hmm. with comedy yeah. and it's it's like the singular kind of thing that that you you can do effortlessly that others just don't have any access to and it's just and it, sure. and, it, and you've used it for the gospel mm-hmm. and yeah. um but you also talk about a calling to be a missionary and those are two very different career paths if you will mm-hmm. but what's what do you think is the the connection between kind of hearing what God wants you to do as it relates to calling and gifting? That's a good question. I, You know, I'm not sure if it's calling versus gifting. I, I almost mm-hmm. kind of think about it as, as like as there's two giftings, yeah. right? And then the, there's like the Lord's call of kind of which gifting am I going to work in? Not, you know, I'm not like uh, I, I do not think that I'm like the most gifted like no. missionary or whatever, you know, I don't one, think I, one I don't, of the most. Yeah. I don't think I like totally, <laughs> not the sucks, most, you know, right? but yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but I, I do think that like there's, I, I have gifts that serve the mission, um, and that the Lord's like inviting me to use those in a, in a way. And, um, what's interesting about it is I think there was an opportunity for my life to only be the funny guy. You know, and, and sure, like, I, you know, like, I could have a family and, and, and all these things, and, and I'm sure those things would kind of continue to develop my, the, the other parts of who I am. Um, but, but humor for in is both, a, you know, a strength of mine, but also a weakness, and, and there's a way that I think it's gotten in the way of 
taking myself seriously and, and what I have to offer to the world beyond humor, you know, and, um, and my own understanding of myself and what I have to give and, and, and things like that. And, and so I think the Lord's actually been really, um, particular about inviting me into a lot of work that, that has actually proven to be valuable. That's disconnected from humor. And I think really to kind of like transform my own like understanding of who I am and who I am as a man and um, what I'm made for and, and who I'm made to be and, and understanding that there's like a depth and a rudeness to me. And, and uh, I don't know if I would ever encounter that if I'd purely pursued humor. Yeah. You know, take us to the decision point. You're a missionary. Now you've been working with SPO for, you know, seven, almost eight years. But there was a there was a point of decision mm-hmm. where your life could go one way or the other. What, take us into that that decision point, that yeah. call to be a missionary, and what that call, what it really invited you into, and what you were in some ways kind of letting go of, as yep. well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Do you remember that? Uh, do you remember that retreat center? It was like in the middle of the woods, like in Wisconsin. I think so. And you'd like drive up that hill and there was like a, it was like a, either a bear or like a dude, like a sign, but it looked like a person and it would scare everybody. Cause we'd always get there at like, you know, it's February. <laughs> yes. So it'd be like, you dark. know, three, dark like five, three 30, but it's yeah. yeah, pitch black. You know, you can see the constellations, whatever. And, uh, you could like snowshoe. Do you remember this place? Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. You it know, was. um, so it was there. It was at that place. I think it was February or March or something. We were on some retreat. It was uh, called two kingdoms. Um, and uh, at that point in my life, I'd actually already kind of made this decision of like what post-college was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been kind of in this on and off again relationship with this girl that I knew from high school. And um, when we had, she had gone and done like a, like kind of a year of mission work in college um, in New Zealand of all places, which is kind of cool. Beautiful. Spot. And when she came back and, and we started dating again, it was kind of under this understanding of like, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I remember, like, yeah, it was awesome. I had, like, decided, you know, at, you know, I was, like, a sophomore or something like that, and I decided what God was going to call me to do in, like, two years. And I, like, didn't know, like, what class I was going to take in, like, a month. You know what <laughs> but I mean? But you, you had yeah. the big rock. Yeah, like, you put I, the big rock in first. Yeah, I, I put in this big rock in. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like, I'm going to, like, I, th- I think this is what I'm going to do. Like, I, I think the Lord, and I'd already been thinking about working for SPO, and so I decided, like, you know what, like, I'm not going to work for SPO. I'm going to like give my life for the next couple of years here at St. Thomas sure. and do my best and whatever. And then I'm going to marry this girl. Like I'll get, we'll get engaged my senior year, whatever. And then we'll, I'll do, I think I just said I was going to work in business, you know, cause I was a liberal arts major and you don't really know what else there is. So you just say business. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do business with people, you know, or other businesses. You know, I don't even, there's a whole network there. So, um, I was on this retreat and, and the Lord just, pretty simply revealed it. This wasn't really the decision point, but just revealed that I had made this decision that I wasn't going to work for SPO and that I was actually going to follow this other path. And this path kind of was like, it was nice. It was pretty safe, whatever. And he so simply, wait, the revelation was what that? Well, and yeah, yeah. The, and he, he simply just showed that like, I was sad uh. that I had chosen the path that I was on and that I, I, I was mm. actually mo- like mourning the fact that I wasn't going to do mission work wow. and that I wasn't going to kind of send it with SPO. 
Because the other option was it wasn't just like do mission work, but there was kind of this understanding of like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. Because when I made the decision to like step back into the relationship, it was kind of with this understanding that like, if I step back into the relationship, I'm not going to work for SBO. Would you say not you would you say you experienced like the emotion of like it was like grief? There yeah. Was, oh, for sure. And, so, it, and that that that's what it was. What was yeah. it? What was what made you so sad? Like, why did that bring sadness or grief? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I I I don't know if I totally know. I mean, I think um, I think it was. I knew there was this opportunity to send it in my life that I'd never sent it before. And I'd lived really safely um, for most of my life and kind of done the comfortable thing. And, yeah. and, and I knew that in doing this, it was like an opportunity, I think, to kind of be like transformed as a person. Like I was, I was letting the Lord like work in my life, but it was really on my conditions and on my time and whatever. Um, and this was going to be like a blank check. You know, it was going to be, like, Lord, here's my life. Like, it, w- it was this decision point of, am I going to make the th- decisions that I think are the best but are still, like, me making the decisions? Or am I going to say, Lord, like, I'm actually officially letting you take control and you choose, like, what I do with my life. And uh, I had said no to that. I said I didn't want that. I want to date this girl. And I was sad that I did that. That's they, powerful. They always say that the Lord laughs at the plans that we make. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was just cackling. <laughs> just more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. He no. was. But he knew. I mean, you know, yeah. it's awesome. He's got totally. something, something great for you. Yeah, and then I, you know, I like, I, it's just like wildly crazy life since then. Mm-hmm. You know, things that I would have never done. Yeah. Well, and so in addition to you know the comedy and being mm-hmm. a missionary, something else I know that you, um, this big part of your life is music. Mm-hmm. Um, I love music. Yeah, we were like, I was joking earlier today as we were doing prep for the show that we worked in the old office um, and our offices were across the hall from each other. Yeah. Um, and you could always tell when Josiah was coming because there was, you could just hear him singing in the hallway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. What, what, so I know you've written some songs that um, we use pretty regularly in mm-hmm. our like, times of worship. Like yeah, what? Lord, I need you. Um, Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. All the popular ones. Yeah. <laughs> My heart will go on. <laughs> Come thou but, found. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. the list the goes list. on. Power. By it's an Kanye honor, West. really, to have, have to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what has that? What has that been like to? Um, yeah, just like spiritually in the process of like writing those songs, or like even sure. just the journey of kind of yeah becoming into songwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, uh, my sim- similar to comedy, my my dad. Uh, is musically inclined. Actually, my whole family is, all of them were in choir and went on to do much more kind of official music stuff more than I did. Um, and, uh, but I always really liked singing. Like, I remember, like, singing with my dad in the car, like, all the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I was growing up. Uh, we'd, like, sing along to, like, Christian, you know, like, all these CDs. You know, I don't know. Do you guys know what CDs are? It was, like, Com- this thing. Compact so, discs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was, like, a slot, and you kind of, put it in there and then I don't know how but then your car would be like thank you for your sacrifice like it was just like a you would appease the sound god and then it would just play songs to you yeah it was awesome it feels so good it Mm. catches it and just slides Mm -hmm. it right it always worked usually yeah 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 so anyways um getting into songwriting uh 
music and class. But it was it was something that I always wanted to do. And I, I, I you know, I, I just like creative stuff in general. And and I, um, phrases and words um, have always like struck me really. Like you know, like the whole. I don't know if you guys listen to music sometimes, and a certain phrase just kind of like gives you like goosebumps. You know, there's just like something about it. You're like, man, that's like so good. And uh, I. I think I just wanted to see if I could do that, I guess. And do you have so an I, example of a line from a song that really, that does really stick out to you where you said goosebumps? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Because uh, I, I have one from, from Matt Mars. From your song, life? From, well, from Lord, I Need You, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, that phrase that Jesus is our hope and stay. Mm. I don't know what it is about that line. It's like the classic, like, Matt Marr, like, Yell. I don't yeah. know if it's a, maybe his voice. But no, go that high. I, I think what I love about <laughs> it, you never hear that phrase. Like I think part of it is so often the the songs that we we sing that there's there's like this limited vocab limited spiritual vocabulary mm-hmm. that that we sing. Yeah, but this one is not in that kind of limited vocabulary. Yeah. But it just worked, mm-hmm. and I, I've never used that phrase or heard anybody else use that phrase. But it's yeah. just a Anyway, it just really struck me. Yeah, yeah. I'm both both um, of the songs that we use here, like in with like in house and SPO, both of them have come from yeah a desire to kind of like write like a like a certain turn. You know, one of them's called Emmanuel, and or I, it was just like, I don't know. I just really liked that word, and I just was trying to figure out is there a way we can do a song that has Emmanuel in it that we don't only sing at Christmas, you know, is it like, could we do something there? Like this idea of like God with us, you know, I don't know. It was really powerful. So it's a great um, song. And it was, it's like the, the, the thinking about the word Emmanuel came from shoot. Uh, it was the, the Bethel album that was like all female, uh, singers like were leading, did like did all the songs. I think, um, starlight, uh, was the name of the album and the name of the song. I think you're like, starlight in the dark. Mm-hmm. That one, can you see? yeah. The, towards the end, she's like, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. and I was like, "Dang, that's, that's cool." <laughs> so I just stole it, and then you just like do your own thing, and then it's it's awesome. And we're small enough that they'll never know, except for the million <laughs> yeah, people listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. What are you seeing on campus? Like here, you are. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'd love to know, like knowing what you know about your life. Um, just pretty, pretty limited. <laughs> well, knowing what All you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing what you know about <laughs> your life, experience. you're a college student. You're actually working mm-hmm. as a missionary, as a as a chapter leader on a at, college campus. On a college campus, but you're alma mater. Yes. So yeah. you know, you know that campus. You know that those students. Mm-hmm. You know those guys. Um, you're living in household now. Yep. And and so, like what. I wonder what you would tell yourself. Maybe not so much what you tell another guy, but like, what would you say to freshman Josiah? Like, what what would you want to share with him? And in essence, share with other other young guys who are trying to figure out who they are, who God is, what 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 they're what they're here to do. You know, these big questions that we all have. Yeah. Like, what kind of advice would you give yourself, even? Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, there was this interview that they did with John Mayer. He's wearing this like really cool like colonial style shirt, and they're interviewing him about being like an ego addict or whatever. And they're like, "What would you tell yourself?" And he's like, "I would I wouldn't say I would just give that guy a hug." 
It's like talking about like, what would you say to yourself mm. as a young person? I always thought that was really funny. I was like, that's kind of true. I don't know. I would just like get the mug. <laughs> it's gonna be all right, man. Like, no, gonna, really, but the, like, yeah. is that real? Uh, are you just certain, saying that because John Mayer said that, or do you feel a like little, that? a bit of both? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, but like, what's real about that for you? It's just like uh, life is. I don't, my experience of life is like being like shot out of a cannon. I'm. I'm a. I'm a very. Um, we're pretty like. Uh, I'm. I feel things pretty like strongly. And so the whole, you know, it's like, I'm doing really good or I'm doing really bad, you know, like, and I'm just kind of all over the place. My personality test said that I am, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where the Which one, personality test? <laughs> the, the, do you remember the one, did you do the one where it's like Myers-Briggs, but then there's like one at the, the end where it's like, you're, uh, it's basically you're either like emotionally unstable or you're emotionally stable. It's like, that's <laughs> like the, the option. Anyways, uh, I have, it's t- turbulent. I'm turbulent. I'm a turbulent person. So I would give myself a hug and tell myself that it was going to be okay. But what I would say is that um, I, I think the biggest thing is like passion. Passion is fuel for the process. I didn't steal that. I think that's from Morgan Schneider, who's a, a protege of, um, or I did steal that. I didn't make that up. That Morgan Schneider, who's a protege of John Eldridge, I think says that. But <laughs> this idea that like we, like it's so easy, like in like really early on, just as a person, um, but especially around conversion, just be like so passionate about things. And then when passion like leaves to just get like so freaking confused on, uh Oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right direction? I was so passionate about this thing. I'm so, you know, whatever. And the sense that like the Lord gives us passion to give us fuel to say yes to a process. Yes to this process of being transformed and, and that you're not always going to be like, crazy passionate about what's happening in that process or whatever but that doesn't mean that like the process isn't happening and um so i'd say that the other thing i would say is like uh yeah like let yourself go all in i mean there's so many times where i've like held back out of fear of being that guy you know whatever that guy is in terms of being someone you know like i don't want to be a guy who you know is that hardcore on you know saying no, no to sin in his life yeah. or whatever like it's like you know i just don't want to be lame. like i'm i'm super cool going 75 percent, and uh you know eventually you get you become that guy and just become that guy earlier <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it'll make your life better you know oh. you're gonna be that guy eventually it's just be him now dude. <laughs> awesome Cool. We'll just say it's been awesome to hear from you. Uh, before we wrap up, we're going to fire you some hot seat questions. Hit me. Let's do it. All right. Uh, quick. So favorite TV show. Uh, okay. Are we talking? Sorry, I'm breaking the rules. Hot seat questions. Are we Are we talking about like comedy or not comedic or anything? TV show. Gosh, okay. Favorite TV <laughs> show. Um, I, oh, wow. Uh, I used to love Criminal Minds. I would watch it with my dad all the time. Um, I Also, I had mono when I was like in 10th grade. I watched a ton of the World Poker Tour during that period of my life because um, I missed like 30 days of school. It's awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, I also, um, yep, we'll go. That's with great. Those. That's great. <laughs> favorite. Speaking of comedy, favorite comedian. Uh, man, comedians are hard. I know, you know especially like in it's our so different. You know, they're um, they don't always say super uplifting things. Mm-mm. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of comedians who are incredibly talented, but who you know. You can't really be like, I, I love this guy, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
uh, comedians that I do really love, uh, comedian I don't love. I want to start there. It's okay. kind of a hot take. Hot I'm take. not a big Jim Gaffigan fan. Okay. The reason why is I don't like funny voices and I don't like food humor. And that's kind of like his... It is. Like, hot pockets. You know, like that's yeah. his... It's both together. Yeah. So um, I would say that I really love Nate Bergazzi. Oh. Um, and I, I do really love John Mulaney. I think John Mulaney is a pretty approachable uh, secular comedian um, who, I, you know, I, I don't know when we're going to release this. Maybe he's going to come out with some special that's like... Just awful, but uh, at the recording of this, he's pretty clean. And uh, baptized Catholic. I would be baptized Catholic, yes. Mulaney. Oh, Mulaney, yes. I was like, <laughs> is that a question? Yeah, I was like. Are you bap- Did you get baptized? I was baptized as a baby, not Catholic. And then I was confirmed Catholic. In college. In college. If you could pick any concert to go to, somebody living or dead, who would it be? Living or dead? I would choose, um, is it like a one-on-one thing, or is it like I'm like at a concert? You're you know in saying? the middle of a crowd. Man, uh, Muse. Muse? Yeah. That's amazing. They're just like, they're powerful, man. I, w- I remember I was like in like ninth grade, I saw some video of like a concert they didn't, like Europe goes nuts over Muse, you know? And uh, it w- I was like, this is, this is awesome. Muse. Muse. Uh, for the locals here, favorite Twin Cities coffee shop? Um, the ones I go to the most, if you'd like to come say hey, are Nina's Coffee Shop, uh, nice. Cathedral Hill, as well as Quixotic. However, um, two faves of mine that I don't go to often is one called Fragment. It's kind of like our Ascend Conference that doesn't have any vowels in it. It's just <laughs> F-R-G-M-N-T. Okay. Fragment. Fragment. It's right next to uh, uh, Freehouse. Uh, it's in North Loop. Uh, I also, uh, I've recent, I've gone here one time, um, but I really, I love it. It was a cool spot. It's called The Lost Fox, I believe. It's in downtown mm-hmm. St. Paul. Um, again, not one that I go to regularly because it's not like super accessible for me, but uh, it's like a coffee slash coffee shop slash bar. And because it's a bar, they have like a whole, you know, like a, like a room where they would serve you alcohol and you can sit in it during the day. Cause, but there's not many patrons there because, you know, it's the middle of the day. So there's tons of space. But nice. it's a cool vibe. Dude, love it. Yeah. Josiah, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. So for, grateful. Thanks mm-hmm. for joining us mm-hmm. here on All My Life. All My Life. Uh, we're on YouTube, on all the podcast places for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, just so glad you could check join out us. our Discord. Yeah, check it. It's, it's <laughs> bumping. Yeah, it's bumping. You want to start it? No. Uh, Discord freaks me out. I don't understand. I don't actually. See you, dude. Peace. Thanks, guys.